Big Red Bench. Saturday and Sunday from 6 p.m. Cork's Red FM. Good evening, folks. Glad you could join us for the Big Red Bench on this Saturday evening. Roy here with you right through until 7 p.m. with an hour of top sport coming your way over the next 60 minutes. Very, very busy show indeed. Reaction to come from a disappointing day in Tala, where Cork City were well beaten by Piedmont United in the FAI Cup final. We'll have reaction from Cork City boss Ronan Collins, Stephanie Roach of uh, P-Mount and we're going to hear from uh, Andrew Horgan who's covering the game for us today as well reaction from Cork's defeat to Limerick today in the Munster Minor uh, Hurling Championship we'll keep you up to date on the under 20 clash between the sides which has gone to extra time we're going to talk about the rise of Kerry Hurling and we're going to preview the All-Ireland final between Waterford and Limerick as well you're listening to the Big Red Bench on Cork's Red FM to come over the next hour on the show 0868104106 if you'd like to get in touch with us this evening that is the number, it's also the number for our competition we have with thanks to our friends at Supermax, we have a 25 euro voucher to give away for Supermax, you can visit supermax.ie and all you have to do is text your name to 0868104106 on text or whatsapp and the answer to this very, very simple question, which two counties compete in tomorrow's All-Ireland Hurling Final? Which two counties contest, contest tomorrow's All-Ireland Hurling Championship Final? 0868104106 is the place to send your texts or your WhatsApps and uh, be sure and add your name as well. We will draw out a winner for that Supermax voucher before the end of the show. That's with thanks to supermax.ie. Just to wrap up on all today's action, I finished 6-0 in Tala this afternoon as Piemont United were crowned FBI Cup champions against Cork City. Nil all at half-time. Piemont's strength showing in the second half as uh, they went on to lift the cup. Disappointment for Cork City, but uh, they will be back an excellent young side uh, there for the Rebel Army. In the Premier League, uh, 32 minutes gone at Old Trafford. Still scores between Manchester United and Manchester City in the Manchester Derby. Elsewhere today, Newcastle have beaten West Brom by two goals to one. Stephen Goldsmith was there. Newcastle 2, West Brom 1. The substitutes win the game for Newcastle. Jacob Murphy's cross from the right was met by Dwight Gale, whose header went in off the underside of the bar. Harsh, perhaps, on West Brom, who played well second half. They had levelled through a terrific Darnell Thurlong goal, but if you concede 20-odd seconds into a game, you're always up against it. Almiron's goal setting an early tone. Newcastle 2, West Brom 1. Elsewhere today, Aston Villa had a 1-0 win against Wolves. Alex Winter. It's finished Wolves 0, Aston Villa 1. A lively, really watchable, keenly contested West Midlands derby has been won by Villa in stoppage time. McGinn brought down by Semedo and the goal swept in by substitute El Ghazi from the penalty spot. Until then, it looked like Wolves were the more likely winners. He certainly had the clearest chances. Dendonka's volley from eight yards out, brilliantly saved from Martinez diving to his left. An 18-year-old debutant Fabio Silva denied by the inside of the post. Both sides ended up with 10 men after second bookings as uh, frustrations boiled over. But it's Villa who've stolen three points in this West Midlands derby. Wolves nil, Villa won. Everton and Chelsea is the late kick-off this evening. That is an 8 o'clock start. Elsewhere today in Gaelic Games, disappointment for the Cork Winers. They were beaten by Limerick today, 2.19 to 13 points is how it finished. Adam English with two goals in 30 seconds just before half-time. And that uh, really killed the game off. Extra time has just gotten underway uh, between Cork and Limerick in the under-20 championship. It finished uh, Cork won 14, uh, Limerick 17 points at the end of the hour. So they're going into time or extra time there. Elsewhere, the Camogie final taking place tonight in Croke Park. 7 o'clock kick-off time for that. And one will be going live to Valerie Wheeler, who's in Croke Park, in just a little bit. But here's her report uh, from there. The stage is set and the lights are on. It's the Liberty Insurance All-Ireland Senior Camogie Championship final. A unique and different setting for all here in Croke Park. Defending champions Galway are on the hunt to make it two in a row for the first time in history. Kilkenny, however, have three consecutive final defeats. Of their previous six final appearance, they've only won once. The Cats were the first team to book themselves into the final after a two-point victory over Cork in the first semi-final. They will face the reigning champions Galway, who showcase both their attacking strength and their defensive stability in their semi-final final victory over Tipperary. 
An early Christmas present is up for grabs here in Croke Park and that's the O'Duffy Cup. With a 7pm throw-in under lights for the first time ever, it's a repeat of last year's showdown. It's Galway and Kilkenny in the All-Ireland Camogie final. Should be an absolute cracker. That one starts at 7. We'll talk to Valerie on that one in a little bit. In rugby and Leinster getting their Champions Cup campaign underway this evening. They are taking on Montpellier. 34 minutes on the clock. It's Leinster who lead by 13 points to 6. Cork have gotten the opening score in extra time. So it's now Cork 1-15. Limerick 17 points. I'll keep you up to date on that one. And a big fight tonight as well. Anthony Joshua back in the ring for his first fight in over a year. His first uh, world, or all of his world have got titles, excuse me, on the line. He takes on Kubret Pulev at Wembley Arena. They had a bit of a heated exchange during yesterday's way and uh, certainly had plenty of words to say to each other. Should be a testy one tonight. Uh, he'll be in the ring uh, roughly about 10 o'clock this evening. So really looking forward to that scrap tonight. All right, we'll kick off the show, though, with Cork City's uh, FBI Cup disappointment today. Uh, losing to Piedmont United. Six goals to nil was how it finished in the end in uh, Tala Stadium today harsh on Cork City they were scoreless at half time and uh, worked very very hard indeed but Stephanie Roach scoring twice early on in the second half and it was hard for City to come back uh, from that uh, we're going to hear from Stephanie Roach in a bit Andrew Horgan covered the game for us we'll get his analysis and his thoughts on that shortly uh, first up though we're going to hear from a, a very very disappointed Cork City boss Roland Collins so uh, Ronan, uh, commiserations and defeat, um, just in reflection, uh, what are your thoughts on the game? Um, tough game to have thoughts on right now. Um, thought we were really good in the first half. Um, thought we set up well. We had them on there playing out a bit. They had their press, we knew they were going to try it with a way of playing around it. So I think we can be really happy with that part, but it's a game of two halves and you've got to do it for two halves. And obviously I think we've let that early goal affect us in the second half. And we're young, so that's the next learning curve is how we react in those situations. Um, that's the reflections as they are now. Yeah, it's just we mentioned before, let's say during the season, that you're usually quite good at reacting to a setback. So it was obviously kind of two setbacks at the beginning of the second half. That yeah. Really the difference. Yeah. Well, like one thing we knew going in today is we had to go play. I think we've done that in the first half. But when you have maybe a moment like that and two quick moments, I suppose, puts a lot of pressure on people in certain positions to go play as well. And we can understand that. But we need to drive on with that bravery moving forward. And do you know this season's been a stepping curve on that? Like it's been huge progress made. But um, as we said, we're on a journey, and um, we got to a point today. I think it's a good point in a row, but definitely it shows us the more work and learning we have to to grow on. Yeah, because obviously the, the scoreline seems very harsh at the moment. Like it wasn't a six nil game really, and obviously they got four late goals. Just really added um, a bit of disappointment for you as well. Yeah, it does. It does. It does. But you know, I think we got to focus on that first half. I thought we were really good first. And I think if you can double that up, you're going to cause them real problems. And they're obviously they're a really good team. They're a really good team, and we know that. And that start of the year you're looking at that's the team to beat and set as the standard bear so um, they set a standard today alright but first half I think we showed what we can do against them so we need to build on that moving forward yeah because like, that's obviously their third final in a row and they were going for a double so again there, there was a they beat you twice in the season as well so they're obviously a very good side and I suppose it's important for you not to lose too much hair now yeah yeah, out of six halves, we've got them scoreless for for one in each game. It's the other half we got to worry about. So, so it's really, I suppose, a bit of time now to take a break and heads down, and we go and solve that now. And again, just obviously, like it's such a young squad, it's a bit disappointing defeat. But um, like, how much experience can they take from all of this and learn from it? Oh, what an, what experience for the year! But this week in particular, everyone's been great with us, and the girls have really taken a lot from that. So it's going to really stand to them. But what is important is you got to push on from here and I think it still shows the amount of work we have to do so not to steal a political term or something a lot done but more to do yeah it's something probably in the, in the next days and weeks that you'll obviously reflect and again to a cup final is a great achievement and again finishing top four as well so like it may hurt now but obviously you've had a very good season yeah yeah I think you just summed it up well there Andrew it hurts now but in reflection I think there's there is a hell of a lot we can take out of it it's been a terrific season but um 
we're not happy with terrific we want we want to build on that and we want to go further so next year books are wiped clean again we put the head down and work and we see where we can drive to yeah good words there from uh, Cork City boss Roland Collins after today's defeat to P-Mount United and uh, the woman who uh, started uh, P-Mount's uh, victory today the woman scored two quick goals at the start of the for second half was Stephanie Roche going to hear from her and then we're going to hear uh, from a cold Andrew Horgan who's waiting on the line but first uh, here's Stephanie Roche Dundalk playing in the Aviva the other day and I thought the pitch was an invasion in fairness to Palace Stadium they have this pitch in a like condition I thought I'd need studs and my feet I didn't need it in the first half so I decided to change boots and it must have worked <laughs> tell us tell us about it. Cork hassled Harry J all over the place the first half you couldn't get on your passing patterns at all yeah I think that was we knew that was going to be the case and I think it was always going to be a little bit of a slow start in terms of us making sure I think whoever scored first was going to win I think they had scored first it would have made it really hard for us so I think maybe we were a little bit cautious and didn't play our game the way we knew we should we came in at half time uh, James had a good chat with us and we knew if we, once we scored we knew it would kind of it would flow but we just had to kind of create a few more chances and thankfully we did and we managed to get the goals obviously the goal came early but it just seemed that you, you freed yourselves up yeah definitely as I said Cork, the Cork are a very well organised team the manager has to play in the right way they've got both individual players so we knew if we gave them a chance and they scored they'd sit in and make it hard for us to come into it so we kind of as I said it was a cagey first half a little bit as a cup final always is but second half I think we showed our quality with the players we have and we got the goals we needed to win it was there much talk in the week about the uh, two previous cup finals because a lot of these players would have played yeah I think there was an ongoing joke before Karen over there and um, just delighted to win today but yeah look I think that would have always been in the back of players minds and but again I think we've played good football all season even when we went down against Shelburne we came back and we won so I think we always believed that we'd score and we'd create chances and it was just about finishing them off and we did uh, we just heard from Ronan Collins and we heard from Stephanie Roach there but for more on the game um, we go to a bitterly cold Andrew Horgan who's in Tala and I don't know where to start with that game Andrew nil all at half time in fairness Piedmont were the better side in the first half but six goals in the second half nobody could see that coming and you just can't live with the side when they played that well No absolutely not and I said it was a good first half by Cork City they pressed Piedmont all over the park and didn't really give him a sniff of goal at all to be honest and then 50 seconds into the second half and Stephanie Roach obviously well known player um, Ireland Republic of Ireland striker and Puskas Ward nominee was in it for the goal in 2014 and she just had a side of goal in the box beginning of the second half and she found a far corner and it just completely changed the complexion of the game and she scored again I think it was just over five minutes later and then Fairness Cork City they tried till the end and gave it everything but conceded four goals in the last 15 minutes and uh, obviously it just was a bit of disappointment day in the end Yeah was it a case of the City heads dropping just after that Stephanie Roach double? Yeah, I mean, I'd say like they had a chance with Christina Dream just before the hour mark and you know if that goes in it's obviously a cliche but a completely different game then at 2-1 fairness to Stephanie as well she was very complimentary Cork City as well said even if they went to Hayes so they had a chance in the first half if they took it and went to Hayes could have been a completely different game and but unfortunately uh, when it was 2-0 alone and they were always kind of underdogs going into the game and once it went to 2-0 it, it kind of did look like it was pretty much game over and then I said it's just a disappointment that ended that way from because they didn't really deserve that at the end of I said a really good effort today and in just in general over the season they've been very good yeah they have been yeah just I mean like um, I suppose like they finished fourth in the league up to the cup final there's signs of progression um, all over the place at that club so they are going in the right direction yeah and as I said they're a very young team as well uh, like it's just getting to this final it's going to be a great experience a great learning curve for them but Unfortunately, it ended incredibly disappointingly for them as well. Um, so the thing is, you hope that from what they've done this season, they have progressed and they've shown they've had a lot of great wins. I think one stage they were they won six league games in a row, and I think there were seven wins in a row in all competitions. So they've obviously shown signs of progress um, under Ron on this year compared to say where they were maybe even a couple of years ago. So they are going in the right direction. Just hope you can keep most of them together, and um, there's no doubt they'll be back at, on this stage again in the near future. I said hopefully it's next year, but no doubt in the, in the coming years they'll be back again. Yeah, fingers crossed. There were some good performances from City today. Zara Foley had a very good game right back. Yeah, and it said once Stephanie Roach scored twice and she set up a goal, she was always going to be named player of the match. And I suppose with conceding six, it was going to be hard to give it yeah. to a defender for Cork City. But yeah, Zara Foley was, was incredible. I thought Becky Casson as well in midfield was very good. Uh, Lauren Igbalani was very good for the hour she played. And I said there were some good City, uh, some good Cork City performances, sorry. 
the cold getting to me now again but um, <laughs> as well Maria O'Sullivan in goal as well made a few great saves and again those type of things is like they shouldn't be forgotten about obviously the scoreline looks very bad but there was some positives to take from this and definitely a lot of positives to take throughout the season and in the cup run in general and um, I said hopefully they can just build on that going forward Alright Andrew let's get back to the warmth of your car there yeah, absolutely. I don't. I must get a couple of berries now. I say somewhere. <laughs> hopefully, <laughs> warm all, up. probably all lions in Dublin. Keep your fingers crossed to get the berries. All right, Andrew. Yeah, I left the race home. <laughs> Thanks for that, Andrew. Appreciate it. No bother. Thanks very much. That's Andrew Horgan there uh, reporting uh, from a bitterly cold Tallis Stadium this evening as uh, Cork City were unfortunately beaten uh, quite heavily by Piedmont United in the Cup but as Andrew said pauses to take um, from that game and uh, I suppose uh, from their uh, season as a whole it's approaching half time in extra time Cork leading Limerick 121 to 19 points and scores between Manchester United and Manchester City um, approaching half time there at Old Trafford but it is to cross Park we go where Valerie Wheeler uh, is probably freezing in Croke Park like Andrew's freezing in Tala ahead of the All-Ireland Camogie final which is getting underway in just about uh, 45 minutes time. Valerie is it as cold as uh, Andrew was in Tala? Um, you know, do you know what? I don't think it is as cold just yet. Um, I'm extremely wrapped up. Well, I don't think I could have had any more layers on if I tried. I'm kind of like the Michelin man at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> I have so much layers on me between hats, scarves and headbands and face masks and tights and pants. So I'm, I'm doing okay. I'm doing fine. <laughs> All right. You're there for the All-Ireland Camogie final tonight getting underway. As I said, seven o'clock. Kilkenny and Galway uh, going head to head in what should be an absolute cracker. Yeah, do you know what? The pitch looks absolutely immaculate here, Rory. I think looking out on it, everyone's really excited for tonight. It's it's probably going to be a historic occasion because it's the first time the Camogie final has ever been played under lights and it's a strange mm. throw-in time of 7 o'clock in the evening. But you know what? It probably gives Camogie a chance to have their own time to themselves because if you were to put it in any other time over the next couple of weeks, it could just get lost. And I think they do deserve the, you know, the viewership and the listenership yeah. that they deserve here tonight because they have worked hard. And I do think the two best teams are in the final. Yeah, prime time viewing as well, so there should be a lot of eyes on that match tonight when it throws in at 7pm. Galway going in as reigning champions, the Cats losing five of the last seven finals. Um, Galway going into the game as favourites, but it's, it should be very, very close. Look, yeah, it should be very, very close. And I, I do think that Galway just have that bit of an edge. If you do look at Galway's panel, Rory, like, you know, the players on the bench that should be starting. And I, it's, it's, it's great to have that. And as a, as a manager and as a selector, I think having that headache is going to be amazing heading into an All Ireland final when you know you, that you've such a depth of a bench to be mm. able to bring on. But, um, they are defending champions and that too puts a lot of pressure on them. You know, they've never, ever done it. They've only won it three times ever. So this would be a fourth and it would be a two in a row. So will the pressure, of that maybe kind of stop them from it but Kilkenny on the other hand you know they've had three consecutive final defeats and I just think that that's very tough they keep coming back every every year and of the previous six final appearance that they've had they've only won one over the last six years so that's that's going to be playing on their minds as well you know the Cats did look great against Cork they had a two point victory over them in the semi-final and but then again Galway do you know what they showcased how much strength and, um, they had in their like in their defensive stack attack in the semi-final over victory over Tipperary so it's just going to be an amazing game mm. and I, I really can't wait for it I'm absolutely delighted to be up here and I don't <laughs> care how cold I'll be I just hope it's going to be a great game and like this time of year it's the 12th of December we're talking about all Ireland finals who would have thought at the start of the year but look the GA and the Camogie have been so good and they've got us here and they've got everyone mm. here safely and it's going to be a great game. Yeah, they deserve a lot of credit for that. Half-time and extra time, Cork leading Limerick at 122 to 19 points, six-point lead for Cork going into the second half. Fingers crossed uh, they can uh, see that one out. The Cork Miners didn't see it out, though, against Limerick earlier on today. Valerie, game you were at this afternoon, Limerick winning 219 to, to 13 points. And it was those two goals from Adam English that really did the damage. Yeah, no, it was. And to be honest, like Cork did get off to a great start, you you know, I did think they looked well, like Ben Cunningham, you know, they were quite, Limerick were giving away a stupid and silly freeze, so it was the freeze that from Limerick that kept Cork in it. But they did have a good start, and they came back then after the water break, and they had about four quick, fiery points, mm. and then the goals came, and Adam English squished two goals in 30 seconds, and they were, you know, they were they could have been stoppable goals as well Rory to be honest you know yeah. it was just the defence kind of just didn't really set up properly enough but it's 
do you know what? It's hard. These lads are only 16 and 17 and I think it's very hard for them to, I think everyone's in the same boat. They didn't really have much preparation time when you think about it. You know, these lads played Claire weeks and months ago and then lockdown, the second lockdown happened and they were left sitting at home then going, what do we do? And, I just think like the background team as well, like do you, everyone knows and looks at that background team and thinks, wow, look at who they have on their side. But it just wasn't to be on today, unfortunately, from those two goals. And I, and I must say Limerick were, you know, they were really good today, Rory. I was so impressed yeah. with them. Like they were just, you know, their strength and their physicality. And you can just tell that Limerick now have the perfect setup for the underage coming through. You know, they have these academies and they're obviously working them up. And like you can see that, you can see that Limerick, the future of Limerick hurling is going to be in very safe hands. And it's unfortunate that when you look at Cork now and our, our seniors are falling at the last hurdle and, our, you know, our minors aren't really getting there either. It's just, it just doesn't look great for Cork hurling, you know, when you're, when you're looking at other counties, bringing them up so well. So I, let's just hope that Cork could get that right factor, you know, and try and get that. Also, Rory, I don't know if you know this, but I think at the start of the year, this minor panel had 140 lads lined up for the panel. Yeah. And huge. They, they, yeah, they had, and they lit, whittled it down to like 30 and 40 players. I was reading it during the week, and it's just then, and also, you know, they had to leave some players at home. You'll hear, um, and I was talking to Bobby Dwyer as well, you have to leave some minors at home because there's such a big panel of them, you can yeah. only bring 36, so they've, you know, odd, odd 40 of them. So there's still players being left at home. So that too was difficult for them, but they're only 16, 17. You know, there's plenty of lads that have the ability to, you know, just get back and work at it, and maybe if they had a full year of preparations and no COVID that they could do a bit better you know but there is like Ben Cunningham is unbelievable he had seven points today to his name like he was just so so impressive but I think just the biggest downfall is no points in play like two points in play in a full game just isn't Mm. good enough unfortunately Donald Cusack was a a high profile appointment uh, when it was announced that he was going to take charge of the minors and it ends in disappointment for him yeah, do you know what? And I don't think, like, I know he was disappointed afterwards when I spoke to him, you know, because it's his probably first coaching, you know, taken off on his mm-hmm. own to do it. And for you to kind of end on that bad note, it's, it's just not great for him. You know, if you went in there as a coach, Rory, and that was your end, you'd be like, yeah. oh, God, I just wanted it to go well for me, even if they could reach the Munster final. But, you know, he only had a one-year term and that's it for him now. And, like, who knows? Who knows what's going to happen next for him? You know, I did ask him, would he like to continue and come back? But he kind of avoided the question, to be honest. (laughs) He was kind of... He just was like, I'm just going to not answer this. Because who knows what's lined up for him, you know? Who knows who has him in the eye? Or maybe he'll go goal coach keeping or coaching. You just don't know. You just don't know. All right, we're going to hear from him in a bit. It's uh, Cork uh, 123, Limerick 20 points now with uh, two minutes gone in extra time. Very finally, Valerie, um, who's going to win the Camogie tonight? Oh, God, you're putting me on the spot (laughs) here. A little bit, yeah. Huh? A little bit, yeah. I I do think Galway I do think yeah. Galway just have too much now I could be in my words in a, in a couple of hours time but I do just think Galway have have the edge they have the panel they have the experience they're just very cool and calm on the ball now they're really enjoying playing Camogie you can just see them out there and they're just enjoying the game and I think when you when you kind of forget about maybe what's on the line and just enjoy playing and you're good at it I think that you know I do think it's Galway's unfortunately for poor Al Kilkenny and I just I don't think I don't think they deserve the defeat either because when you keep coming back every year and this will be their fourth defeat in a row if that happens Rory so I don't know part of me wants them to win as well but I do think it's a Galway win <laughs> Alright we'll see how it goes with every action on tomorrow evening's show anyway, Alright Valerie thanks for that enjoy the game Cheers Rory thanks it's Valerie Wheeler live in Croke Park uh, for tonight's uh, Camogie final. We'll have reaction from Valerie on tomorrow evening's show. It's half time at Old Trafford. And uh, we're going to hear now from uh, Darren Stanage with his half time report. Manchester United nil, City nil. City the best chance of the half just after the half hour mark. Myra's arrived at the end of a really good counter attack. His shot though saved. De Bruyne fired it over. Sterling and Jesus had a couple of chances they should have done better with. At the other end, United have gone close from a couple of corners but haven't forced Edison into a save. Not able to capitalise when the City keeper made a poor clearance. Pogba's effort was deflected over. All square then at the break here at Old Trafford. It's United nil, City nil. All right, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, going to hear from Don Cusack. Miss the show? Grab the Big Red Bench podcast at redfm.ie. Cork's Red FM. 
Thank you for joining us on the Big Red Bench on this Saturday evening. It's Cork 126, Limerick 21 points, uh, with just about two minutes left to go in uh, extra time there, now under 20 championship, Munster Championship clash. So looking good for Pat Ryan's side there. Fingers crossed the Rebels can hold out and see that out, but they're looking very, very good indeed. They've just added another score, so it's 127 to 21 points. So Cork looking very, 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 very good uh, there indeed. Uh, second half, uh, just about to get underway at Old Trafford, where Manchester United and Manchester City is scoreless Everton and Chelsea is they kick off 8 o'clock for that one our competition on the show tonight a 25 euro voucher to give away with thanks to our friends at Supermax to enter the competition all I have to do is text or whatsapp to 0868104106 your name and the answer to this simple question which two counties compete in tomorrow's All-Ireland Hurling Final which two counties compete in tomorrow's All-Ireland all-Ireland hurling final. 0868104106. We'll draw out the winners just before 7pm this evening, just before Stevie G takes over for the evening. All right, back to that Cork and Limerick uh, minor game that we were talking uh, to Valerie about just before the break. Uh, Limerick winning 219 to Cork's 13 points. Adam English with both goals uh, for Limerick today. Going to hear from the Cork boss, Donald Cusack, chatting to Valerie and the Assembled Media. Yeah, really disappointing. Um, um we're just, we're just. Everybody's, everybody associated with the group is is very, very disappointed. Um, we invested a lot of time. Uh, the players, parents, invested a lot of time. All of those things, um, and um, but Limerick were a better team, better, better team by far. You could point maybe to the to the chances that we had. Limerick goalkeeper made a couple of great saves, um, and maybe the, there was a swing that they got. They got a couple of goals, but. I wouldn't wouldn't dream of going there. Limerick were by far the, the better tight team, um, definitely, and we're just extremely disappointed. Those two goals, obviously, a huge swing in the game. Obviously, it's going to give them confidence, and probably was a, a blow for your It was a swing, but again, it was, I wouldn't I wouldn't kind of even. I think the Limerick were Limerick were ahead of us by even a lot more than that. To be honest, on the, on the day, so whilst it, you you are correct that that was a swing and. Um, you know, you can always point individual moments. Michael, but I t- at that stage, we'd be uh, we'd be maybe grasping at, at, at straws. Um, as I said, Limerick were, were fully deserving of the, the win, and were, were better than us, much better than us on the day. Did, did you find it challenging, maybe, going low to have such a short spell of time to prepare yourselves? I didn't think it was. Honestly, everybody's in the same boat. Um, I didn't think it was a challenge at all. I thought it was. To be honest, was one of the brighter things in life over the last while, being able to be involved in hurling, being able to train, train and do your best. And so I, I, I didn't say it, wouldn't see it as a challenge at all. And that was one of the things that you know would, would keep everybody going over the last while, both players and uh, and management. So again, definitely not. No. Probably um, just three scores from play was that disappointing? Yeah, I think. Look, there was. We'd have a long list now if we started listing out yeah. the, uh, the the disappointing things. To be honest, and that's the way the game goes. Then and the you know that whole momentum and, and and so on just just swings swings from you. And um, it was definitely one of those days then that you felt the way the game was going. That there was was there anything going to uh, going to go your way? But it's the third time I've said it. I wouldn't take anything away from them. Like by far the uh, the better team. It's just a, it's it's. It's really disappointing for us. It's disappointing for I'm more disappointed. I'm as much disappointed for the lads themselves as anybody for Cork players, um, and disappointed for their management. Um, and um, it's uh, it's it's one now that's going to take us a while to to digest, to be honest, um, because we had invested a lot in 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 in, in, in the in, in the lads. Yeah. Besides the disappointment, were you happy to be involved in the setup this year? I'm sure you'd like to return next year. Well, for looking, I'm a, I'm a Cork, Cork, Cork person, been in this ground many days, have seen good days, seen great days, great, great, great memories, and uh, not so great memories. And uh, I was just happy to, um, and, uh, like everybody else, busy, plenty of stuff going on, but very happy to put the, the shoulder to the wheel and, and uh, do your best for, uh, for, for these young lads when I, was, uh, when I was invited to do so. 
Yes, don't look Hughes out there and um, as Valerie said not really committing whether or not he'd be back for next year but uh, disappointing for the today losing out to Limerick um, the under 20 hurlers though going much better against Limerick today uh, they need 229 to 21 points uh, time uh, almost up there and uh, Brian Hayes with Cork's second goal there so that's going to be a very very good win indeed for the Rebels and the team's back out on the pitch at Old Trafford Manchester United and Manchester City is Gordon is going to hear from uh, the Limerick boss, Jermyn Mullen, speaking to Valerie. Jared, first of all, you must be very happy with that performance. Yeah, very happy with uh, how we performed. Look, we were a little bit unsure coming into the game, uh, exactly where we are, the same with all the teams. I suppose Cork had had the benefit of playing a game, but I think, you know, we've, we have a good bunch, and, and the biggest thing, I think, in terms of the bunch is their work rate is fantastic, and I suppose that's just come down from how the senior team are playing how the under 20s team are playing you know uh, we want to play a particular way and I thought our setup was good as well so we we done a little bit of homework on how Cork could play and, and thankfully things worked out but that mightn't be always the case you know we're really the, proud of all, how all the lads played Was the goals the turning point? Yeah. I thought we were in the game before that but obviously to get two goals just before half time um, Adam did really well to put them away but again they came from really hard work um, out the field but I think it wasn't one or two individual scorers it was really a squad effort and, and everybody working really really hard and that's the most pleasing thing about, about today Speak to us about Adam English I mean he's a phenomenal player and he showed it there today Adam's a really good player he was with us last year and played really well um, but I think the, the, the biggest compliment I could play Adam is like he's, he's a great leader he's very uh, uh, humble about the ability that he has and he's a really bright future uh, I think with Dune and, and with the county hopefully as well but he's a great guy and you know when we were looking at who we were going to have captain for the year it was an obvious, obvious player in terms of Adam and it's just been brilliant you know Speaking of uh, a solid player I think Tomas inside in goals was certainly solid be plenty of saves and oh my god what a display of saves he put on Yeah Tomas has been great all year and, and Mike Sheehan as well the two of them have really been it's very hard to pick a goalie particularly when we've been, had so little collective training so there's not much between them but uh, Tomas again is a really really good lad and, and plays outfield for doing at certain levels but he's been great now and, and really showed maturity there today and the lads in front of him defended really well as well you know How did you find the experience today no crowds no the boys obviously didn't mind Yeah it's 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 different you know just no point in saying it, saying it but look we're just really really happy that we're getting the opportunity to play and look even if we hadn't got been successful today we still would have been delighted that the lads have had that opportunity and you know they've worked so hard 15 months ago we got started to this and they've really worked hard and um, look the main thing for us is regardless of whether we win or lose that we're producing players going forward and, and hopefully from today's group we'll get we'll get a number of players out of that you know That's my boss Dermot Mullins there in conversation with Valerie after their win over Cork in the minor championship this evening or this afternoon I should say Limerick 219 Cork 13 points was how that finished the Cork under 20s though victorious against Limerick and what a win this is it finished Cork 229 Limerick 21 points a 14 point win for the Rebels after extra time whenever Pat Ryan uh, said to his players uh, at the uh, break at the end of the 60 minutes um, obviously worked because Cork were sensational in that second half um, or in that extra time I should say so a 14 point win after extra time uh, for the Rebels Manchester United have just been awarded a penalty against Manchester City uh, Marcus Rashford fouled in the box looks in some discomfort um, but uh, the referee pointing to the spot um, so waiting for that penalty to be taken um, and they're just checking for offside. It looks like VAR will take this back for uh, an offside in the build-up from Marcus Rashford. Just going to see what the decision is there. But not a great game from what I've been uh, able to, to, to watch uh, so far in that game. Um, but it looks like uh, Marcus Rashford is just offside. VAR having a look at this. Um they're checking the penalty and this could go on for four days uh, yeah it looks like Marcus Rashford is indeed offside so it looks like that penalty will not be given alright we're going to stick with Hurling and it's a big day for Kerry tomorrow as they face Antrim in the John McDonough Cup final I've been speaking to the Big Red Bench's own Kerry Hurling fanatic Aidan Leahy about the rise in Hurling in the Kingdom and how everyone in Kerry is feeling ahead of such a massive game tomorrow that tough championship has uh, has Kind of worked well for the Kerry hurlers this year, and they were they hit the ground running uh, well. They they they're certainly playing well, and I think the championship stood to them. Uh, a lot of the players uh, getting those those few games for their clubs as well. So the only initiator, I guess, when you look at you say Kerry out there and they're in the Jim McDonough Cup final, kind of go wait a second. But Kerry hurling has been building and building over the last number of years. 
Yeah, and I think they've almost gone hand in hand with Antrim as well over the last couple of years. Like there's a bit of a bit of a fierce rivalry building up, and uh, even though it's myself watching the games now, I'm kind of getting sick of the sight of them. <laughs> but uh, it's uh, it's great for this level of hurling to have two teams like Kerry and Antrim forming that rivalry. They are kind of the benchmark now for the Joe McDonough series and for those teams like you look at Carlo and stuff like that Offaly couldn't compete with them last year like Kerry sent Offaly down to the Christie Ring last year which was made massive waves and like really hit home to Offaly how far off the pace they've fallen um, but yeah uh, this for Kerry like they, they beat Antrim in 2015 to get into Division 1B and there's quite a few players still on the panel from that like you've the, the Boyle brothers uh, Mikey and Podge Shane Nolan Daniel Collins uh, Brian Murphy is the captain they're all surviving members of that squad so this over the last five or six years Kerry and Antrim have really been close and fighting it out for I suppose what is only basically one spot that's available for them you know So what was the catalyst I suppose for the um, improvement in Kerry hurling over the last years obviously Kerry traditionally a football county but as I mentioned the the hurlers going great guns the last couple of years always progressing so what was the catalyst for that where did it all start Well like we have seven consistent senior clubs and uh, I think uh, a big part of it was getting in you know we've had a lot of management from outside the county over the last Mm -hmm. 10 years um, Fintan O'Connor has brought in well I think Brendan Cummins was there before Fintan but someone like him to come into Kerry Hurling like bringing that knowledge uh, from all of his experience and background in Hurling and Fintan is obviously doing a very job with these guys over the last couple of years and there's so many good young players like obviously the obvious standout one is Shane Conway and watching him it's, it's you have to laugh sometimes I remember texting the lads watching it like you can't believe this guy plays hurling for Kerry with some of the scores <laughs> he pulls off like it's like watching someone that, you know if he was wearing a Cork jersey or a Limerick jersey or a Kilkenny jersey he would not look out of place and um, players like him have really driven it on like the the club game has gotten stronger um, our teams have started to make um, the latter stages of the Munster Club Championship more often Kilmoyley uh, being the obvious one they lost the list more three or four years ago the two mm-hmm. Shannons in fairness caused wreck that day that was in Mallow um, but, and Belly, Belly Duff as well a couple of years before that have gotten to uh, Munster Club finals um, but it's just hurling has always been we've always been kind of us against the rest of the county in, in North Kerry like because <laughs> there's a lot of just hurling only clubs Yeah. so I think that has fed into it like I look at the numbers of my own club from under 10 down like they're just starting to grow and grow and grow so I think it bodes well for the future I think it's only going to get better anyway and this is this could really elevate it but I think whether Kerry win or not this weekend they will win the Joe McDonough Cup eventually whether it's this year or next year or the year after because it is a steady curve that we're on at the moment mm-hmm. Fintan O'Connor is the man in charge of Kerry what's he brought to the table? Well, he was uh, on Derek McGrath's background team, uh, backroom team with uh, with Waterford, so he has that experience at the top level of intercounty, and uh, he's brought in a, a couple of local guys as well on his selector uh, as his selectors, like Eamon uh, Fitzgerald from from Causeway, who's been in and around county setups uh, for the last couple of years, uh, Sean Mansell, a Clamoyley man, and they're important to ha- it's important to have those guys that know all of the players you know playing all the ways up and if there's any issues they can sort them out themselves they can make sure they get if, if there's a fella who's not too keen on playing county hurling maybe he just wants to play club hurling doesn't want to put in that you know that big commitment to a county panel they're the guys that can sweet talk a fella onto a panel mm-hmm. and you can kind of see they brought on the two O'Connor brothers from Clamoyley late on this year and you have to imagine that the influence of the selectors like Sean Manson from Clamoyley was huge in, in bringing them on board because they weren't there for the league final and bear in mind Clamoyley had just won a, the county championship maybe three weeks before that so maybe they were still in, in celebratory mode but uh, those two players Paddy and Morris Connor uh, they were influential in Clamoyley winning that championship this year they're two very good players Paddy is super in the midfield he's kind of like our own Jamie Barron he yeah. just digs in every time there's a tussle Paddy's going to come out with the ball and his range of passing is super as well he showed that up in Antrim in the in the round game they played I think it was round three they played Antrim there a couple of weeks ago and uh, 
only for him it could have been a much different game like uh, Antrim pulled away early but uh, Kerry had a very good second half and it shows that if they can just start well on Sunday like they have to beat they have, they're, they're well able to stay with Antrim they have the beating of them if they can just tighten up on the defence There's a huge prize on offer this weekend as well Aiden, because the winners go straight into the Leinster Senior Hurling Championship given the year that it was with COVID rules are tweaked and it's a huge prize now for the winners of, of this game I mean like has the enormity of that kind of gripped the, 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 the Kerry I suppose sporting public well Kerry were in the round robin for the Leinster before the Joe McDonough was formed mm-hmm. so it, it wouldn't be a first but Kerry never really got to play the likes of Kilkenny or, or Wexford or anything like that and the way it was set up I mean it really does feel like it's set up against Kerry because in a normal year Kerry would have to play a relegation playoff with the bottom Munster team yeah and I mean last year that was Waterford I think <laughs> <laughs> so and and like they're in an Ireland final like yeah, yeah, yeah. an hour after the boys this weekend <laughs> so but this year uh, the fact that they would get to go in straight into Leinster would make a good case for going forward asking the question can Kerry be in with Munster like and, and compete with these boys um, on a normal year I believe they would go into a playoff for a quarter final which was what Leash did last year mm-hmm. when they won it and they beat Dublin um, which was huge for them and just showed I think the GA were very happy when that happened because it showed how big this competition Joe McDonough can be so that like for Kerry to get into Leinster and to be able to mix it with the big boys like to like I know it, in a way it's like a, you would get a bigger crowd obviously if they were in Munster Championship yeah. like I would much rather go to Parky Cueve than Tullamore yeah. um, even if the scoreline might be a bit more scary in Parky Cueve but having said that like if Kerry were to play Kilkenny in Nolan Park you can be sure there'd be a convoy leaving Kerry and hopefully at that stage crowd to be back <laughs> but uh, you can be sure there'd be a convoy leaving Kerry to go to Nolan Park to see that is so there, it's huge Is there a buzz in Kerry about this game Eden? There is North Kerry is buzzing and it's starting to seep through now to the bit more of the, the football community as well. And uh, in fairness, there is a uh, the media like Radio Kerry, uh, the Kerry Sports Hub down here. Um, they are really drumming it up and they've done well in, in promoting this. There's flags out everywhere. There's signs being made by all the clubs wishing all their players well. And uh, even in Tralee now, there's, there's flags coming up and Tralee have a, re- a representative on the panel, Tyke Brick, uh, Tralee Parnells, man. I actually played with him myself. We were joined up um, in 2017 for minor Abidorn in Tralee Parnells. He's a very good player. Uh, he's a bit young yet. He, I doubt he'll feature like, but he was actually playing uh, against Cork in the under-20 game there not too long ago, if anyone would have seen that. Uh, super player, and that's a sign like uh, how much Kerry Hurling is starting to to improve and to grow like having a Tralee Parnells man club that was formed not even 10 years ago um, so that that's huge um, but yeah it really everyone is kind of talking about it everyone's excited for it and the fact that it's on TV proper and not on the stream even though the streams have been doing very well and it's been great the the stream has kind of, the streams have fed into it a bit because there's been way more access to games than before but the fact it's on TV now like you would hope every J fan and Kerry is going to tune into this Are you confident uh, about the game Aiden? Well they've played three times this year and Antrim are 3-0 against Kerry this year it will be very tough I think they they, they can definitely pull it off like and there's there's definitely a confidence within the group that they they have the ability to do it Brian Murphy was speaking to, to GA.ie there I just saw it last night and um they are definitely confident that they can do it. But it will come down to can they stop Antrim's forwards. And Antrim's forwards have been electric. And you can even see just the first half against Kerry in the normal uh, round, round three game. Like Michael Bradley, Connor McCann, Kieran Clark are three huge uh, threats for Kerry to deal with. Um, so if they can deal with them like the full back line Brian Murphy I don't even know if he's going to be fit to play uh, Martin Stackpool is injured the goalkeeper which is a blow because his puck outs are kind of the reason he's starting like there isn't much difference between him and John B. O'Halloran in terms of a shot stopper but his puck outs are probably a bit superior than John B. O'Halloran's 
Um, Brian Murphy was saying how the space he thinks the space will suit them and their forwards but like it's also going to suit Antrim's forwards so Kerry just need to tighten up back there and if they can like they're well able to pick off their scores they're probably better point scorers than Antrim are like with the likes of um, Shane Nolan Shane Conway obviously uh, Michael O'Leary picked off two super points against Carlo to seal the game in Tralee there a couple of weeks ago it's just that Antrim goal threat is what has Antrim where they are. Like Antrim are averaging somewhere, I think, near 33 points a game. Carrier more, 23 points. But it's because Antrim are banging in three or four goals nearly every other game. And Kerry, have, uh, Kerry aren't that bad at scoring goals either. Like They got two against Carlo there the last day as well. But if they can keep, if they could keep a clean sheet, I think Kerry win it hands down. Like, But the chances of them keeping a clean sheet are fairly slim so long as they stop Antrim rattling the back of the net too often I think Kerry have a great chance mm. but it will be very tough and I don't think their confidence will be knocked at all by the fact that they've lost to them already this year three times um, I think if anything that'll that'll drive them on a small bit Best of luck to Kerry in that game against Antrim very finally while I have you what was the reaction like in Kerry uh, to the footballers defeat to Cork in the Munster semi-final? Um, well, from our point of view, it was a lot of uh, it was a lot of oh, the Kerry hurlers are still in the championship and the footballers are out, <laughs> and obviously then it kind of turned to oh god, what are we going to watch now? Like we were kind of looking forward to this to drag us through the winter lockdown. Um, I suppose it was made uh, the the blow was softened a small bit from Tipperary uh, got the win, but then again we were like God, what were Kerry doing? Like just kick the ball in. But there's all sorts of there's all sorts of uh, stories floating around about the boys having the flu on the pitch and everything. Uh, but I don't know. I, I think they're they're making excuses for themselves now. But uh, yeah, it was certainly a shock. Uh, I think Kerry were a bit overconfident going into that. Um, but it has given the hurlers a great platform now uh, to take over the limelight. And uh, it would be great to have at least one piece of silverware coming home anyway. And we can all sit on our high horses then as the hurling people. <laughs> Uh, and claim Kerry as a Harlan County once and for all well, best of luck we will be shouting for Kerry on the big red bench tomorrow Aiden thanks for that buddy and we'll chat you soon cheers how long will I get a picture for the Instagram <laughs> <laughs> that's Aiden Nehe there I caught up with him on uh, Zoom uh, earlier on in the week great to talk to him uh, a Kerry hurling fanatic and uh, big red bench is on as well so it's going to be a, a big day uh, for Kerry tomorrow in that John McDonough Cup final uh, being held of course uh, before the All-Ireland hurling final tomorrow afternoon in Croke Park. Uh, scoreless between Manchester United and Man City. It's 61 minutes on the clock there. And uh, yeah, that uh, penalty shout uh, for Marcus Rashford. The referee did award a penalty, but VAR uh, overturned it after it was, it was uh, discovered that uh, Marcus Rashford was offside in the build up. So it's remained scoreless there with 61 minutes on the clock. And speaking of the All Ireland hurling final, uh, going to uh, hear from uh, both Limerick and Waterford uh, very, very quickly. Uh, going to hear first. Uh, from Waterford boss Liam Cahill Absolutely I, you know it was one of our, our, our goals from the start that we would take it obviously match by match but our, our goal was ultimately like every inter-county hurler you know is to reach the All-Ireland final and, and hopefully win it so um, I didn't feel that it was, it was a, an extravagant goal to, to be achieve, uh, to, to be aiming for so uh, we felt it was realistic so we're thrilled now that we're in, in a position now to try and go on and win, and win, win the All-Ireland mm. Yeah it's uh, been a busy couple of weeks then with the games coming thick and fast but you think that's, that's suited this bunch of, of players? Yeah, it's always good, Gavin, to have momentum. You know, that's that's, and it's always good to have matches coming quick because players they like, you know, they like to train for a certain length of time, but they like they like matches after week after week. And uh, and I think um, I think we've steadily started to get that a little bit better week week by week. So uh, really, really, you know, really happy that we're we're gathering a little bit of momentum and that we've come through. You know, three or three really hard games now, and looking forward to another one now in in, in, in a week's time. Yeah, the, the win against Kilkenny, Liam. Psychologically, how big was that to get over a team like Kilkenny, and you know to win a big game in Pro Park as well? And all albeit with no crowd there. Yeah, look, it's always great to to, um, to to get over the line again. Real quality opposition. You know, that's that's what confidence is is made of, and that's that's how you achieve. You know, uh, uh, how would you say momentum? So. 
for us to get over the line against Kilkenny last weekend was was big. Um, there's no point in saying different. It was big, and it's 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 a big part of of having these players of mine in a good place for for uh, for next Sunday. That's Liam Cahill there, Waterford boss. Uh, going to hear from Donald O'Grady now of Limerick. Uh, starting off by talking about how important it is that all the panel members will be allowed to attend tomorrow's game. Yeah, I, I've heard John say this on numerous occasions. Like, you know, it's very important. Like, we have 10 guys that could not come into Craw Park uh, last, last weekend. And a lot of them are very close to breaking into that 26 you know and it's, it's a horses for courses situation and there's been uh, you know a bit of a swing there in that, in that panel of 26 that we pick and there's some going in and out so for them not to be involved in match day it's hard you know it, takes, it does take the glass off a, off a victory or even today the Munster final there it, it, it's tough but just to get them up there especially the younger lads maybe they aren't breaking into that uh, 26 at the moment to have them there for the game day experience is important as well and listen just talking about going up a gear in performance levels is goals maybe the one thing missing from this team now that you'd be looking for it possibly is one, you know, like we should be taking maybe a couple of more goal chances. Yes, we, we seem to create a lot more than we have been against Galway. We could have had maybe two anyway, if uh, speaking personally. But um, yeah, it's something. But there's other things like we hit some terrible wides against Galway and uh, like a lot of them were, were, we were actually doing the hard work and creating that, that concentration and, and, and hitting that score. Um, didn't come off when we were up that four or five points so that's something that we really need to, to, to nail for the next day for, if, or else uh, we'll pay the price against Watford And listen finally just for me have the hurlers been left in just a bit of an awkward situation with regards to yesterday with the, the ladies having to move from the All-Ireland semi-final uh, could that have been avoided that situation? Um, to be honest I look from, from, from the management perspective and players it's something really that was outside of our control all we do was, was, was get over an All-Ireland semi-final and the pitch was there I, I think to be honest there's a lot made of it I can understand um, the frustrations of Cork having to go to Parallel Park but look it's done and dusted and unfortunately it's something that we didn't have any control over Yes, Donald O'Grady there speaking ahead of tomorrow's All-Ireland final. Interesting to hear his thoughts as well on uh, the uh, ladies' football issue as well. Um, of course, the game was originally uh, set for the Gaelic Grounds and then moved after um, Limerick needed it for training. So it was interesting to hear uh, his thoughts there on that. But we're pretty much out of time on the show this evening. Thanks very much indeed uh, for tuning our way. Delighted you would uh, spend your evening in our company. Uh, still scoreless between Manchester United and Manchester City. 67 minutes on the clock there at at Old Trafford and uh, Everton and Chelsea is the day kick off 8 o'clock the start time for that one and Kilkenny and Galway getting ready to go head to head in the Camogie final should be an absolute cracker in a couple of minutes and we heard from Valerie earlier on previewing the game and uh, we'll have a reaction from that on the big red bench tomorrow from 6 I was going to talk to minor football boss Bobby O'Dwyer on the show tomorrow as well as they get ready for their clash with Kerry on Tuesday night down in Tralee so that'll be on tomorrow evening's show alright our Supermax competition winner is Avril Rowe from Carrigaline congratulations Avril she told us that Waterford and Limerick are playing in the All-Ireland hurling final tomorrow which is quite correct we'll have another Supermax voucher to give away on tomorrow evening's show but thanks to our friends at supermax.ie so be sure and choose Tune in for tomorrow evening's show. All right, Stevie's up next with Black on Red. Three hours of the best music coming our way right here on Cork's Red FM. Uh, or a block party, I should say, coming up uh, the next uh, three hours here on Red FM. We're back tomorrow from 6pm. Enjoy the rest of your Saturday evening, folks, and uh, I'll talk to you again tomorrow at 6. The Big Red Bench. Saturday and Sunday from 6pm. Cork's Red FM.